Hello, welcome to Talking Logistics, where we have conversations with thought leaders and newsmakers in the supply chain logistics industry. It's my great pleasure to welcome back to today's program, uh, Pravinder Johar, who is Chief Executive Officer at Bloom Global. And today we're going to talk about going beyond the TMS status quo. Now, there is uh, so much in supply chain and logistics that has changed over the past 10, 20 years. So it makes sense that the status quo in transportation management systems should also, you know, change. But, uh, you know, what does that mean? What does it mean to go beyond the status quo in, in, in TMS? Why is it important? And, you know, what defines and differentiates the status quo in, in TMS? Well, those are the main questions we're going to address in today's episode. And it's great to welcome Pravinder back to the program to share his insights and advice on this topic. So Pravinder, welcome to the program. Thank you, Adrian. It's always good to uh, talk to you. Likewise, yeah. You know, it's been, uh, as we were commenting right before we we went live here, um, uh, you know, it's been a few months since we've talked, but uh, it seems like every time that just a few months go by, the world seems to turn around and and turn upside down again, especially in the world of supply chain logistics, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There's just uh, so much, we thought we were going to have a stable environment kind of, Every year now for three years in a row in a few months. And, and I think it looks like that things are not, not really going to be, a, there's no new normal. Right? We're still trying to figure out what's the definition of the new normal edge. That, that's right. I mean, I still remember, you know, you know, the end of 2020, people couldn't wait to get out of 2020. And 2021 was going to be, you know, a big turnaround. And then, of course, 2021 proved to be as challenging, if not more in some ways, you know, from a supply chain standpoint uh, than 2020 was. And then uh, same thing, you know, we couldn't wait to get into 2022 and uh, here we are and, you know, still dealing with, uh, you know, a variety of of different challenges, which I guess brings us to the topic, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, uh, this evolution and this ongoing change and, and dynamic environment, you know, kind of you know, suggest that, you know, we need to be thinking differently in, in terms of, of TMS. But we, before we talk about, you know, going beyond it, let's start with a kind of a basic question. You know, what, what is the TMS status quo? I think, um, so, so I will probably say something which, which is going to be uh, controversial, but I think TMS status quo is that no one cares about a TMS. So it's, it's almost that kind of, it has now, I mean, when I look at kind of any of the analyst reports, right, whether it's from Gartner or from other analysts, you look at Magic Quadrant, and I think you look at kind of what TMS people are talking about, and then whether or not they are relevant, and it almost says, uh, for the lack of any other term, I say, blah, right? same, same stuff for the last 20 years, we're doing some vehicle routing, and optimization, some LTL to truck load consolidation. And what has happened is that so many other technologies have now come up, right? To make up for deficiencies of a TMS because the TMS hasn't really changed, right? The world has gone by, but if you look at the current kind of TMS, kind of uh, both on the system side and how we run our transportation operations, we're still sitting in kind of uh, late 90s, early 2000s, right? Wherever the world has kind of passed us by. Uh, so, so that's kind of what, what the status quo looks like to me, Adrian. I don't know if that makes sense to you or not, but for me, it's like, yeah, it's, it's nice, but it, it's not really going to make an impact on someone's operations or, or our company. So we need to go find a different solution for visibility. We need to go find a different solution for how do I do purchase order management? 
If it's an ocean on air, yeah, 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 we don't expect our TMS to ever be able to do it. If it goes to go find capacity in the marketplace, yep, there are other solutions out there through brokerage and others. It's not my TMS who will do it. And I go back to, so why have a TMS? Why not just say that you know, everything else is outside the TMS anyway? And then why are we still living with kind of old transportation management philosophies and systems? I don't know if that makes sense to you, Adrian, or not, but that's kind of what what, what I see as a status quo. It's, yeah, no, it's 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 very thought provoking for for sure. I mean, I think I'm going to have to give give that some some thought, you know, uh, you know, some some more thought after this this episode. I, I mean, I think you're right from the standpoint of, you know, we've certainly um, have got to move away from thinking about TMS as this, um, you know, uh, standalone. Mm-hmm. Uh, application, if you will, or, or um, you know, just looking at it from a very um, a siloed perspective, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think you're right. When you look at the world of TMS, as I think about it, there is this whole ecosystem that's around it, right? So it's visibility yeah. solutions, it's digital freight, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's compliance. Um, so there's a lot happening in, in the world of of transportation management, yes. right? So I think that I think as I'm talking off the top of my head here. Yeah. So I think this will be a good uh, follow up uh, uh, post for me afterwards. But but I think you know we have to separate what is transportation management from a TMS, right? Absolutely. And I, yeah. and I think that transportation management today involves a, a broader ecosystem of technologies yeah. than what we have historically thought about as just being all you need is a TMS and you're good to go. And that's no longer, you know, the case today. So, um, so anyway, very thought provoking uh, and perhaps controversial. I'm sure it's controversial, you know, topic. So, so let's, let's, okay, let's, let's take that as, uh, as the starting point and, and let's talk about, well, why is it important then? Why is it important to go beyond the the TMS status quo and and what, what factors are driving it? Absolutely. So I think if you if you look at it, right? So, so there's a notion, and you said it too. Transportation management is and then TMS have become two different things now, right? So, so that the TMS definition hasn't changed, but the transportation management has evolved. And the evolution has been that we are moving from applications to platforms which connect kind of, let's see, transportation by definition. Supply chain has always been about multiple companies. Transportation by definition is between more than one, one location, right? So, so, so by definition, it is that glue which, which runs our supply chains around the world. If you look at kind of supply chain spend worldwide, it's kind of $18 trillion, but transportation itself is $11 trillion which is the biggest part of kind of the glue that holds everything everything together. Right? And we have had this kind of siloed version uh, or a vision of kind of what transportation means. Right? We have been taught to say that transportation management system is get an order, looks like an LTL order, go run a consolidation or shipment planning engine, come up with a shipment, tender it, get some events once in a while, get an invoice, call it done. Right? Maybe if, if I have some fleet, I might do fleet optimization, fleet routing around it, kind of which, which becomes that kind of how do I get to a dedicated fleet or private fleet optimization? Kind of that might be another flavor that is that is added to it. Whereas, kind of what, what people are looking for now that how do I tie that transportation components to my supply chain activities? 
because transportation is there to serve the supply chain. Supply chain is there to serve the customers. Right? Kind of, so if I think of it, kind of at the end, kind of all of our supply chains are designed around serving the customer well. Right? So we manufacture because of customers. We we uh, we uh, we do procurement because we need it kind of for, for for our customers. But in the end, they're driving the supply chain. And logistics, in particular, is now driving the supply chain activities. Right? So that tie, kind of, which is once removed from customer, needs to probably change. And so, if you think of visibility platforms, there is no need for a visibility platform to exist as long as you have a good transportation operating platform. I've been calling it a new operating platform, not necessarily a management system uh, in there. And I think we have talked about it before. That kind of there's a, there's a big difference when you view logistics as a platform for, for your, your business, or at least for your supply chain to begin with, but also kind of customer facing, uh, facing components of it. So on evolution is that things which were missing, I think um, uh, for, from the traditional TMS is, is that the number one word is no longer all domestic consumption. Many of them were still designed around that how do I go do kind of within a single country uh, LTL to truckload consolidation to begin with. Our word had changed, right? Our word is now that you have to deal with multimodal. You have to deal with kind of things where things are manufactured around the world. It used to be that most companies will outsource kind of their international freight and focus at TMS in particular, just on kind of their domestic businesses. Now you need one which has to deal with the business of today, not the business of 20 years back at all. The real-time visibility should just be part of a TMS. There should be never be a need for someone to go outside your transportation. I'm using it interchangeably, TMS or transportation operating platform or logistics operating platform. The platform should provide the visibility, right? Because if you can't provide the visibility and you're running a transportation group, either as a business or, or a technology platform, what, what's the, I mean, what's the point, right? Because of now you're not even managing where stuff is at any given point in time, because the job for, for, for a system is to bring those go, uh, things which are running late, get them back on time. Right? So I will say that's the second. First is international. Second is kind of um, the component around uh, visibility. Third is uh, rail is another mode of transportation, which is being used heavily kind of at least in North America. And rail has always been ignored. Right? Uh, there are some rail TMSs out there too, right? And they usually get qualified as a niche player. Now, if you look at kind of how big the rail network is in, 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 in the world, both in kind of uh, America, in Europe, in China, in India, kind of like that's, a, that's another part which was always ignored, that that's not necessarily part of the uh, part of my transportation management ecosystem. I will deal with it somewhere somewhere outside. You have seen kind of these big retailers go buy their own 53 feet containers now. And so I think if you look at it, uh, we can talk about kind of what has changed on that side, but hopefully it gives you an idea of like, there are so many other things which we are trying to do outside of a transportation uh, operating platform. And they all need to be kind of within the operating platform. Uh, yeah, no, I think, I think, you know, there's a lot there to, to, you know, to unpack. I mean, you know, on the one hand, you know, when you talk about, okay, you know, the LTL to truckload consolidation, um, I don't think you, what you're trying to say is that that's no longer important or, or needed because that's certainly, you know, that's certainly still, needed. Yeah, yeah, it's certainly needed. And that's certainly part of the end to end process. But I think what you're suggesting is that 
and and I'm a, certainly a firm believer in the the uh, you know this move toward what I've historically called supply chain operating networks yeah. or operating system or platforms you know which people are uh, you know which you're talking about and others are, are talking about as well and and so the 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 idea being here is that that is uh, th- that's a very limited scope to the world of transportation management yeah. where now you also have the fact that you've got multiple modes that you have to deal with so that that international and that that movement between modes uh, you're talking about, you know, the visibility aspect, which, I, you know, I, I I agree with you. I mean, I think it's always been an interesting. I, I think many years ago, I wrote a, a post, uh, which I guess was may might have been controversial at the time as well. Is like, you know, is visibility a separate application or not? Right? Isn't visibility? I mean, because if you looked at every uh, supply chain application out there, everyone was touting that they, there was a visibility component to it. Right. Transportation had a visibility component to it. Warehouse had a, diff- a visibility component to it. Then you have visibility platforms on, of, the, of their own. Um, you know, so certainly visibility is one of these you know, areas that, um, um, you know, I think you can have a nice discussion or debate on whether it is a feature or it should, need, should be part of a transportation management platform yeah. or whether it's something separate that, that gets, uh, you know, uh, uh, bolted on. And then you're right. I mean, rail. I mean, for many years, you know, uh, rail and parcel were the, arguably the two modes that were the most ignored by traditional transportation management software. And you know, parcel, of course, have come has come under the fold, you know, in recent years because of you know e-commerce That's and the nice. fact that it's become such a big part of uh, a growing part of many companies' uh, transportation spend. But rail is probably the last of the uh, the, the key modes there that. Um, you know, uh, uh, hasn't been a focus historically, but it, it is a, a you know a very critical component to to many supply chains, even in e-commerce, right? Uh, a lot of people don't think about that in terms of. Uh, actually, I think it was just this week that the you know U.S. Postal Service said that they're going to you know slow down, you know, stop, use, stop using air for mm-hmm. uh, the shipment of first class uh, letters and packages, and start using rail and and truck more. Which is going to you know delay some shipments, uh, you know, or extend the the uh, the lead times for for some shipments. So again, rail rail is a is a you know key component there. So I think you bring up, you know, I think I overall I agree that the you know the the the, sc- the scope of of what companies need, whether you're a shipper or three PL, um, need to manage this what we call now end end supply chain and end end transportation management really goes beyond what we've historically you know thought about absolutely so so does this mean that the you know the, that the business case for a transportation management system or a transportation management platform is is different today than it was 20 years ago i mean what what's new or different today in terms of the business value that it delivers so i think i mean if you, if you look at it right so, so if we look at this new evolving kind of what the new logistics operating platform, operating system is, right? The business value is much, much greater than what it used to be, right? For most part, 20 years back, uh, having been doing TMSs for a long time, all discussions used to be, let's go do a consolidation study and let's go figure out that uh, whether your consolidation engine is better than everyone else's consolidation engine, go show, show what the savings are. That used to be one business driver. Second business driver was that, can we do a core carrier program? How do we do transportation procurement, which was again, part of it. 
If you do transportation procurement, can I get some savings? They used to be questionable because every time you did a procurement event, you showed a lot of, lot of savings. The year goes by, next year you again show a lot of savings. And someone had asked you what happened during the year, network change. So many things changed that kind of some of those savings evaporated. But they were primarily the two models. Third used to be a little bit less that can I save some on labor? Do I need less people? So on automation side, kind of those were the primary business drivers, kind of which were which were which we were looking at. Today, kind of if you include visibility in it, include rail, include kind of international trade in it, now you're looking at the business value first from the perspective of your customer happiness, and how do I increase revenue? Right, increased revenue was never really tied to a transportation management system twenty years back. Increased revenue and customer delight is now part of kind of that, that equation, right? Tying it back to whether or not I'm able to do manufacturing and can I have the product kind of ship on time, right? In there was not a business driver that we ever, ever looked at. And I think you're right. I'm not saying that you don't do LTL to truckload consolidation. I will come back to that, but that's almost like that's just a given right? to, to be now, right? So we don't talk about iPhone one anymore. Right? Because yes, kind of everyone has to be able to use their phone to talk to someone else. That's how I look at kind of LTL consolidation <laughs> and in my mind. It's a given. If I can't talk, I don't want any other features on the phone. Right. So, so if I can't do those pieces, right? But the business drivers are now back to that. How is this operating platform helping solve kind of the problem CEOs are looking at of a, of a company? versus the problem which was delegated down to kind of a director of logistics 20 years back. And it was more around cost management. And I think, kind of, I, correct me if I'm wrong, everything was kind of TMS meant kind of it's a cost management part. And yes, we want to do cost management, but it never really helped me increase the revenue or customer satisfaction kind of 20 years back. And now it is, it's, it's in those discussions that what would happen to my revenue, what would happen to my customer kind of experience. Does that make sense? I mean, those are that's the shift is that it has yeah. gone from cost only to cost plus, uh, but but more that plus part is so much more than the cost. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. Well, I mean, we've done some research here that um, and kind of validating the research that others have done as well that you know companies are starting to compete more and more on delivering an enhanced customer experience. Yeah, and when you look at um, you know logistics, when you look at transportation, it is so tightly linked. Uh, to that customer experience when you, you know delivery uh, on time and full, whether it's on the B2B side with, you know, on time and full, or it's on the consumer side, you know, competing, you know, the Amazon effect, you know, and, and, and meeting those expectations uh, there on the consumer side. Um, so, so absolutely agree. And I think that that's one of the, the main shifts that I've seen as well yep. is that, you know, a cost management is not going to go away. I mean, it's always going to be right. a, a critical part of any logistics supply chain transportation executives um, you know objective is to control costs and, and reduce costs in, in areas but but you're right I mean I think that the uh, things like customer customer experience things like how can we leverage transportation logistics as a competitive differentiator to win market share right and increase revenue and certainly the thing that companies have been talking about uh, for for the past couple of years is supply chain resilience. Right? Mm -hmm. How do we how do we look at this technology to help us to become more you know to, to throw all the buzzwords out there, but they have I think more meaning today than ever before. How do we become more agile, more responsive, right? Um, uh, and to to whatever 
uh, disruptions may occur there. Right? So having visibility of the disruptions, understanding what the alternatives are, and being able to quickly pivot and change um, is becoming, you know, uh, as important, if not more, as you said, than just the, the, the cost dimension, which was, you know, um, you know, it's very one dimensional in the past. It was just cost. Now it, you've got these multiple dimensions that, you know, really are, uh, it's about, you know, balancing them all as, as best you can. Absolutely. So, um, so, so what's next? As a way to wrap up, I mean, then, I mean, well, what's next? I mean, what, what, what innovations will continue to drive and push TMS beyond the status quo? I think you know, we talked about some of them, right? Just think holistically, right? There is no need for a real-time transportation visibility system because it's called transportation in the middle. Kind of in there, it should be part of the transportation system that I have. But leaving that, I think. The, the, my view, and it's been kind of for, for, for us for four years and kind of the views have only kind of got validated in four years. First, kind of there still is another trillion dollar of transportation savings to be had out of $11 trillion. But the only way it will come is by doing optimization at the network level between multiple companies' transportation versus kind of anyone. Right. So, so I think that if I go back to kind of now, I'm going to almost reverse that LTL to truckload consolidation was good, but it was always done in the context of one company. And it always had some leftover LTL, right? But now if you think of it doing the network level optimization, right? And how do I go and do where I'm reducing the empty miles, how I'm kind of looking at it more effectively. There's another trillion dollars a year of savings to be had on transportation. So there's a plenty of optimization to be done, but it needs to be at the network level, uh, at, at a platform, not at a one company level, right? So these siloed TMSAs kind of won't really get, get us kind of that optimization. Second has been, we do have to acknowledge that transportation in particular runs on the backs of millions of companies around the world who have 30 trucks or less. A platform that does not tap into it, right? So which is why kind of when I talk about Bloom, we look at ourselves more like a DoorDash, that every small restaurant in the world can be on DoorDash without doing an order management. We're back to every smallest of the smallest companies around the world need to be part of this ecosystem because you're not really going to get optimized or effective unless we can tap into the capacity which is tied up on these kind of 20 some million companies around the world, just in US probably more than 100,000 companies where the capacity is tapped kind of at the, at the lower level. And there's so much more to go do. So I think I look at that kind of what's next. One is that kind of do it at a network level and then not at a siloed level. So we're moving to uh, 20 years from now, I don't know if anyone will have their own TMS. They will just tap into a transportation platform that they will, they will work through it. And the last one has been this, this uh, you talked about resiliency, but the second aspect of it, which is the environmental uh, components, right? The US, uh, US Postal Service side, air to rail, there's so much environmental savings. Right? So if you think of the total uh, CO2 emissions in the world, 27% are caused by transportation. 20 of it is by consumer transportation, which, which we are not talking about today, right? So it's about our own cars and kind of our own kind of um, um, what, what happens on that side. But 7% is still a big number. And we think kind of by making the right decisions, more predictable, kind of tying it back to the supply chain, you can again kind of take out even 10% of those emissions is a big, big number 
kind of in terms of the lasting impact we can have on the environment. So what I, what I see next is I think those three trends. One, do the optimization at the ecosystem level. Let's make sure that we get everyone to participate on the transportation digital platform journey, not just the big companies, right? So the smallest of them. And the third, the environmental aspects are equally critical when you make your, make your decisions because there are, there are two types of costs to optimize. One is kind of what's in dollars and cents. And another one is that what are we doing to the environment? I think those are all the things which are next for, for, for the transportation operating platforms. Well, you know, it's, it's amazing because, you, you know, just when you think that you've, we've got it all figured out and there's nothing left to do, uh, I think those three things that you talked about are, you know, uh, just opens the door to huge amounts of savings and, and opportunities. And I, and I love them because, I mean, for many years, we've talked about, you know, the need for collaboration, right, and walking the talk in collaboration. And, and you know, there is so much waste and inefficiencies in, in transportation overall. And I think a lot of the technologies to, to date have helped chip away at and, and, and solve some of that waste and inefficiency. But even so, you're right. I mean, I think that there's so much more uh, that can, so much more value and waste and, and cost that can be taken out of the, uh, out of the system if you, you're able to optimize at, at the network level, you know, like, like you said, across shippers, across carriers, and, and so forth. And I think, you know, these platforms help to provide that, that visibility and the, the analytics and the data, uh, you know, to, to be able to do that. You know, you're right about the long tail, the long tail of carriers, the long tail of, sh of shippers and, and, and the like, you know, getting them involved. And that's, that was another historically been another source of waste and inefficiencies because, you know, that long tail was the ones that were operating on faxes and phone calls and, you know, very non-automated, non-electronic forms of uh, of communication, and you know, as we've seen, uh, uh, you know, recently here, you know, sustainability continues to be an area that, um, you know, more and more requirements uh, are are coming into place. Whether it's you know the latest news from the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission here in the U.S., or certainly in in Europe, there's a lot of uh, uh, regulations in place or coming uh, or forthcoming as well that are you know continuing to you know move the uh, the needle you know, on this, um, you know, I think going back before we wrap up, you know, go, going back, cause I think that you've given me some food for thought here and, and going back to the, you know, the visibility versus TMS, you know, I think part of it is, you know, we didn't really talk about it specifically, but when we talk about platforms and I've been a big proponent of this, you know, to create a platform, you, you, and this has always been true about, about transportation, right? So, um, you know, in back when I started as an industry analyst 23 years ago, you know, you bought the software, right? Um, and it had all the optimization and all the workflows. But then the question is, well, gosh, in order for us to actually use this software, we have to connect to our carriers, we have to connect to our, you know, so and it was like, you know, this whole other effort to with EDI. And, and of course, you know, we talked about the long tail, we, we couldn't, it was too costly and time consuming to connect with all the really small carriers. So we would still fax them or just call them and, and so forth. So this connectivity piece was always, you know, a big part of what was required to deliver the value of a TMS. But before software as a service came along, before, you know, uh, platforms came along, you know, shippers or 3PLs had to do that on their own. Yeah, yeah. So I think when you talk about visibility, as I think about it now, is the fact that, you know, platforms inherently create this ecosystem where you're connecting to thousands and tens of thousands of carriers and, and other trading partners, 
So by default, I, if I hear you right, by default, but I just that effort in terms of that you need to create this ecosystem of connected trading partners, you've created the backbone and the infrastructure to provide the visibility that customers want. Is that part of the, you know, that, is that part of what you're saying? It's like, well, if you're going to be a transportation platform, you have to create this connectivity and visibility is an outcome of this connectivity platform. Absolutely. And I think that's why what I say, every one of our customers, no matter what visibility enabled application they use, they all get the visibility for free. So, okay. So that's, uh, I, I think we'll end it there. I think that'll be a good topic for our next conversation. I'm certainly look forward to seeing, you know, what kind of comments and feedback, uh, you, you know, we get, but certainly as always, Pravinda, you provided some great uh, uh, food for thought, some great conversation and, and some great ideas in terms of where, you know, this industry is going to continue to move forward. So again, thank you for making the time to, to be with us. No, thank you for, uh, for for having this conversation, and hopefully, I've not caused too much controversy. <laughs> I don't think it's controversy. I, th I think they're I think they're valid points, and I think they're like like anything else. I think they're uh, it'd be worthwhile to to debate them or get others to yeah. you know uh, share their perspective uh, on yeah. this topic. I mean, that's part of what we try to do in in this program is to spark conversations and spark. And I think that's how we all learn and 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 you know get uh, different ideas in terms of how to continue to move this this industry forward. So, but I think as you highlighted in your last comments there, there's still a lot of opportunity for innovation, a lot of opportunity for value and, and uh, uh, benefits for, for everyone in this ecosystem. So uh, certainly an exciting future ahead for everyone. So again, thank you for making the time. Thank you. Absolutely. I wanna thank those of you that joined us uh, either um, uh, today, if, if you wanna, if you have a question or a comment for Pravinder uh, and you're watching this episode on demand, either at the uh, Bloom Global website or on Talking Logistics, you can post it there and I'm sure that he'll be more than happy to respond via that medium. Again, thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you in a future episode of Talking Logistics. Have a great day.